You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Welcome back to Thrive. In today's episode, I'm having a conversation with Alexandra Cavill, the Christian life coach behind Grace Space Christian Coaching, who helps purpose-driven women go from feeling overwhelmed to overjoyed. She and I met through doing a few sessions together ourselves, so I am so stoked for her to share her wisdom and grace with you today. So be sure to stay tuned through this episode, drop us your thoughts on social media, and without further ado, welcome Alexandra. Hey, Erica, thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait for a conversation today. I know. So most folks listening may already or hopefully know a bit of your story since you were on Thrive before. So welcome back. Thank you so much. It's yeah. Yeah. So if you're a new listener, hi, hello, welcome. Be sure to go back and listen to episode 33 for my first chat with Alexandra here. It has, oh my gosh, so many super useful tips on assessing risks in your life, on overcoming fear or doubt, and also thoughts on Christian coaching and what that is in case you are looking for increased guidance in your life. Uh, But for anyone new, can you give us the quick lowdown of you, who you are, what you do, all that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Alexandra. I'm based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, had previous career in the human resources space. Even before that was pre-med. So a little bit of a windy road to get to the life coaching spot that I'm at now. But I'm just so excited and grateful that God has me in this place as a certified coach for Christian women. So women who are just feeling overwhelmed or scattered and they just want to live a more prioritized and intentional life. And so I get to spend my days as a business Honor, partnering with women to do just that. Um, truly, God works in incredible, huge ways. Never in a million years thought that this would be where I am, yet this is where he has me. So if you have just got um, just maybe a, a little nudge on your heart, I would just encourage you to listen to it and be open to it. And God just takes you on the very best adventures. He is, Ephesians says, he really does more than we could ask or imagine. Um, and I'm just honored to, to be on this journey and to be here chatting with y'all today day on some really important and fun topics. Yeah, I love it. We did. Oh my gosh. Last talk was so good. You talked about God winks too, which was so fun. So if anyone listening missed that, oh my gosh, make sure you go back and listen to that after this. (laughs) But um, we have got living with intention on the agenda today. We've got prioritization on the agenda today. We have got a lot of really good stuff. So I want to talk about living intentionally and living with boldness because I feel like intention and intentionality are these two big buzzwords anymore. So what do they actually mean to you? Yes. Okay. So it can, we hear, to your point, we hear them all the time, but it's like, well, what do you actually say that thing? And so when I think about living with intention, I personally think about prioritizing what matters most. Um, so it's really, I would say, defining your values, one, and then number two, living them out. So essentially, I, when I think about living with intention, it's about having what you feel um, is important and how you are actually living, those two things being in alignment. Um, Ooh, so I, say, I like that. 
Yeah. And so I would say it's also about, you know, getting clear of what your strengths are, um, getting clear what your goals are, and then purposefully making progress towards them. That's my definition. That's awesome. And then how does living with boldness tie into that? And so when I think about living with boldness, um, I would say that it is being, um, being really focused on what Christ's mission is for you and moving forward on that thing. If you feel equipped, if you don't, no matter if other people are saying that's what you should be doing, or they might have a different opinion. Um, it's living with your eyes set on what he has for you and making progress towards that each and every day. That's awesome because it almost feels like it's like identifying what God wants for you, being okay with that, knowing what you should be doing, and then doing it. And it's like that that thread connecting all of them together, which sounds so simple, but I'm sure we all know is not nearly as simple to necessarily live out in everyday life. It can be totally challenging, but I mean, wow, what a thing to strive for, right? <laughs> 100%. There's a quote, um, that I think it's something, it's those lines of knowledge knows and wisdom does. Ooh, and that just nice. Me. Yeah. Right? I love that. Can you walk us through a few ways that listeners can really step further into their own intention and into their own life with intention? Or maybe even a few ways that listeners can learn to become more bold, especially if maybe someone listening might consider herself to be more shy or more introverted or not the bold type, um, kind of like bringing all of that to life and making it happen. Definitely. Definitely. It's easy. It can be easy to talk about, hard to live out. And totally. I, for, yeah. And for those of you who are thinking, I'd love to be bold. That is so hard. That is so hard for me. And I just feel like that's not who I am or in my nature. Um, and I will say that raising my hand right there with you, <laughs> that is not how I would have personally defined myself, you know, but God, but God, let him, his strength take over. Um, so when I thought maybe let's, if we start from living boldly. So I would say that we can live boldly when we know who we are in Christ. So I would connect that back to identity. So if you are just perhaps having um, challenges with who God says you are, I'd really encourage you to go to his word, look up what God says about identity, and then write those things and maybe even read those scriptures aloud. Um, when we take it one step forward with the, the speaking and the writing, it just kind of sinks into our brain and our consciousness in a different way. So I would say that is absolutely a great place to start with living boldly. Um, I don't know. Maybe we had touched on this last time, maybe not. But I also would say that um, when I think about identity, I've heard this beautiful quote, and it says that your identity is something that cannot um, be taken away from you. Mm. And so just the idea, it's not a job, it's not a relationship status, it's not any of that. Um, so just we can really rest in that fact and find comfort in that fact. That is so powerful. I haven't heard it worded like that before, but I love that because how many times do we tend to identify personally with something on this earth? Like we identify as a wife or as a business owner and that's so like so much of who we are is rooted in that. But you're right, like that can be taken away. So wow, that's awesome. Yes. It's one of those things you hear it and it kind of just stops you in your tracks. Yeah. Um, I had a, yeah, I was listening to the radio actually. It was on that old school. I had to pause that and just turn off the sound so I could quick write that down. It's really powerful. Um, and then a couple other things to maybe add to that. 
Um, I want to say this is a Judy Garland quote, but this was in high, the high school days, way back in the day, spoke to me. Um, but it's so true to the idea of being, you want to be your first rate version of yourself rather than a second rate version of someone else. So you mm-hmm. want to live boldly, right? That God created you for a purpose at this very specific time. Um, and for a really specific reason, you are here on this earth right now. And so feel equipped and feel empowered to live into that. Um, so that one stands out. And then knowing to, um, I guess the other two things I would add to living boldly is that one, God can be trusted. He can be trusted. He knows the whole picture. We think we might, or we have the best idea in mind for it, but, but we, we only have a small, small view. Um, and one of the scriptures that I'll bring to, and maybe speaks to y'all too, is Romans 8, 20, that he will use all things for good for those called according to his purpose. So really just having confidence and unshakable confidence and boldness because we will be taken care of no matter what, you know, success might come and it might happen how we want it to, but if it doesn't, something good is still going to come out of the situation and you can cling to that. That's one of my favorite verses because it's like, I think people forget to what that good is or what that looks like because I think people will throw around that phrase or not that phrase, that Bible verse sometimes right. in that and, and associate it with everything will work out the way you want it to. And I think that's such a misconception because it's not about it working out the way you want it to. It's about working out the way it needs to or that it should in for God to achieve the greater good. So it's it's even more powerful if you think about it like that and, and lean into it and let it sharpen your faith, I think, because it's not, you might still feel the pain and you might still be in a really sucky situation, but if you are living intentionally through that and praying that God use that for his greater good, that is what happens. It might be to help somebody else on their journey as they see you overcome the hardship and and climb to the peak of that mountain that you've been given, that might be the good that somebody else needed to see for them to live out their full purpose. So it's like it all comes together in a really beautiful way that's so much better and than just you getting what you want at the end of the day. Amen. And I don't know if this comes to mind for you. I'm just thinking before we, you know, we had a little chat before we hit record and we were talking about babies and yeah. I'm sure so many of your listeners know your story with your daughter. And I'm sure that's not what you had planned or what have picked, but I would imagine and just know that there's so much probably that had come out of that time for your family that you didn't expect and are grateful for. I'm sure on the other side of Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was, I've said this before, but I was pissed at God for a long time. As, as the, the, as the count went on for days in the NICU, I was like, at first I was like, okay, this is, I can do this. Like I'm a part of this. And then there was a very confusing period for me where I, I was unable to see and make sense of it myself anymore, which was really frustrating. And it was, that was the humbling moment of like, you know what, Erica, it's not really about you being able to make sense of it. It really doesn't matter if you understand it or not. It's happening. It has a purpose. You may never know exactly what the purpose was, but I do know, I don't, I will never know why 73 days in the NICU, but I do know that there were so many people that were messaging me saying, wow, your strength is inspiring me or her joy now, like when people see how she is now as an almost two-year-old and they're like, her joy and her strength is like so contagious. I can't believe it based on what she went through. It's like, okay, that's part of her purpose and mine as well was people being able to see that and let it inspire them. So it's like, 
you never, you might never know the specifics, but he's all working it for your good. Your good might not be 20 minutes from now or a year from now. Your good can be 10 years from now. So hang That's in there. Exactly right. 828. <laughs> Someone who had to hear that, I think right now as they're listening and yeah, it, it may be 10 years from now, or like you said too, you may never know on this mm -hmm. side of heaven, but we will one day. Mm -hmm. uh, it is trusting in him that we will. Yeah. Uh, and maybe a good thing is we, before we talk about the intention piece of things, um, the living boldly, as we kind of think about that is, yeah, uh, it can be so hard, right? Living boldly, well, what feels good to us? And then how is God calling us to live boldly? Um, I know that that has definitely stood out and challenged me over the past several years, but a quote that again, just like gets you good. Um, it's from Corey Ten Boom. And she says that the safest place to be is in the center of God's will. Ooh, what a, ooh, that's good. I love that. <laughs> Right. And so we think we think we know or we want to be in our spot, um, our little safety net, our comfort zone. But that's not where growth happens. That's not mm -hmm. what God always has for us. Um, and if we're doing what's in alignment with his will, that's the best place to be. Yeah. Amen so to that. Never needed to hear that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then um, I know we were talking about well, living with intention. How, what mm -hmm. does it look like to do that really well? Um, and then you, you might have heard of a pastor. He's based in Georgia called Andy Stanley. And he shares something. He says that everyone ends up somewhere in life. A few people end up somewhere on purpose. Mm. And as a planner, um, you know, go-getter, I know so many of my, the women I work with are, so many women are just high achievers, they're super motivated. And that, I mean, this just kind of speaks to your soul. It's who you are, who you um, just are in your bones. But as I kind of think about, well, okay, I know I want to end up somewhere on purpose, but like, what is that purpose? What does that look like? And so I had heard it kind of powerfully spoken that we have a primary purpose and a secondary purpose. And our primary purpose is to love God and love mm. others. No matter who we are, where we are on this earth, that is everyone's first and foremost calling. And then our secondary purpose, that's that's essentially when we think of our strengths or giftings or how we can use that. Um, so to kind of hear it set up in that way, uh, that, that personally has helped me just to kind of know, well, no matter what, I know that I'm called to love others and do that well. And that's um, awesome too, because that ties back to what you were saying with identity, where it's really not rooted in a skill or a talent or how much money you have or what connections you have. It is truly just rooted in being where you are at with whatever you have, no matter who you are, loving God and loving others. And that's, I mean, we can all do that. We all should do that. So true as children of God. Yes. Love that. Love that. Thank you for calling that out. Um, that's so good. And then as we kind of think about the, that too, so primary and secondary, and if you're looking to get clarity on your secondary purpose, which you know, it's a journey, it's a big one. Um, there's a book, I, I really love the author, Jenny Allen. She's a book called Restless Because You Were Made For More. And in that book, she talks about how oftentimes our purpose comes out of either our pain um, the hard stuff we can find what, what there's purpose in that. Just like you're saying, you know, a lot of people felt really connected to you through your experience, but our, our purpose can also come from our passion. You know, what really lights us up, what drives us, what feels easy or natural. Um, and that can be a piece of it too. So those are a couple of ways to kind of think about what is your purpose. 
Uh, and then Jenny, she will hold uh, something called the If Gathering every, I want to say it's every oh, year. Oh, I've heard of that. Have you heard of it? Have you yeah. Heard of I've never joined, but I've heard it's phenomenal. I've heard nothing but amazing things. He just amazing speakers from all over the world. Um, and it just becomes better and better each year. And once it was maybe two years ago, um, during that I haven't gone in person, but I've gone virtually for the past couple of years. And she had talked about uh, two ideas, flame igniters and flame extinguishers. Mm. And she just, she asked the question, like, what are your flame igniters? What puts your heart on fire for Jesus? And I just love the idea of that, the way that she shares that. So that's maybe one thing to think about. Um, but you can also think about the opposite side, right? Like what anchors you, like what gets you so fired up and upset? Um, so that's another thought. And then the flame extinguishers and the way she said that is what threatens to dim the light inside of you. And so that's something to just write, be aware of and listen to and be curious about. So when I think about living a life with intention, those are a couple of good places to get started. If it's something that you're looking to do. And then the last but not least, I just in a proponent, proponent, big time of strengths. Um, we, we might've touched on this before, but just, I had lived so much of my life focused on what I wasn't, you know, what was missing, what other people would do better than me. And it's just not what God, you know, intends. You want to be aware of them, right? You don't want to it was interesting. And, and um, right now we're having like a home church kind of a gathering so you can get together, but in smaller circles. And we're talking about blind spots. But then um, one of the leaders, she's like, oh, I wouldn't call it blind spots. I would call it, you know, sin. So I think it's important to be aware of those blind spots, to be aware of your sin. But we also, I don't think that's supposed to consume us, right? We need to be kind of aware from all angles. So all that to say, I think being in touch with your strengths and celebrating them and recognizing those gifts that God given, has given you is um, just so critical. And it's such a joy. There's supposed to be joy in it, I think, for yourself, for the Lord and for others as you serve them through it. Um, so I would really encourage you guys, if you haven't, to perhaps go to StrengthsFinder, take that assessment. Um, personally, some of mine, my top five achiever, futuristic, input, and learner are on the list. Um, and maybe just a couple of things to call out there. If any of these resonate with you too, our one is input, right? So you like a lot of information, you like gathering, um, it's just fun. But one of the, the things that stood out to me that maybe could be a good caution for any of you that, that share that too, is just be careful of hoarding information in a way. Mm. Um, Right. And as someone it's someone wants, if you're doing a disservice when you don't share what you've gained. Um, so kind of like you were talking about, you know, what is it that he's called you to walk through and how are you being called to share that with others? Um, I well, I think that, that ties right into living with intention too, because if you're just hoarding information, it's like, well, what's the point? What are you doing with it? What's the end goal of having all of this information? It's living that intentionally is being able to figure out, okay, I have this. Now what am I going to do with it? Like I have to move forward. So if you're just collecting, I know I've done that before myself and people do that in the online entrepreneurial space all the time where like you'll just, you'll soak up so much information and take every course and find every resource and hire every coach, but then not actually do something that actually moves the needle in a substantial way in your business or in your life. So it's like, you really have to be careful with that and living with intention, I think can help kind of make sure that that doesn't happen where you get comfortable learning, but in turn, you're not feeling ready or you're telling yourself you're not ready and you're holding yourself back from that next step in your purpose because of it. 
Yeah, that I, I love that you added that. Um, and it kind of as you think about, well, how do you want to use this? How do you want to use these stories? We said this too at one point. We want to think about sharing, but maybe wait until that wound is more of a scar, right? It's mm. a little bit more healed, so you're a little perhaps on the other side of it. But something I'll share with clients that people tend to love so much and connect with is that sometimes your, your mess, if you will, can be your message. Oh my God. It is so ironic that you just said that because literally yeah. when we get off this call, I have a blog post I need to publish today and the title is called Your, Me- your Mess is Your Message. <laughs> I love that happens. Just a little check mark underline that you are walking the path you want you to. We're on the same page, girl. <laughs> Yes. Oh, that's so good. And maybe to put a little bow on it um, as we wrap this this piece up is that from a learner perspective, I I feel like learner and input can tend to go together. So if you just love information, it gets you excited, you're super curious. Sometimes it can feel overwhelming, right? There's just, it's a joy. There's always something to learn, but then it can feel, it's a lot. And so the idea that we can take joy and we can rest in the fact that God and the Bible has all the answers. Truly everything that we need to know or will ever need to know and apply is in that. And there's such a simplicity to that. Um, So I'll just offer that as encouragement for anyone who maybe feels some anxiety at times with all there is available out there. Well, to that point, question for you would be, do you have any favorite resources or advice for approaching the Bible in a more accessible way? Because like you just said, there's so many answers to life within this text, but it sounds so much easier said than done. Cause I think half the time we pick up the Bible and you get to like Leviticus or something and you're like, I'm sorry, what? Like, I don't, I'm lost. I'm confused. I don't understand half the text. And it feels like people, it's just feels disconnected from where we are today, but that's obviously not the case. And there's so much obviously to be gleaned from it. So do you have any advice for like not being intimidated or overwhelmed? If you just pick up your Bible, you know, like where do you start to be able to truly get that information in a, in a way that you can use it in your life today? I know such a good practical question. And there are three things I think that would come up. Um, one, I, I'm probably never going to stop talking about this resource. <laughs> is uh, there's a Bible study. It's six weeks. It's super simple. It's by Andy Smith and it's called Seamless. And so it's the overall story of the Bible. And so- I've heard of this. I feel like I literally just listened to a podcast like last week and they mentioned it. So like, obviously the Lord is telling me I need to get this, this study because that's ironic. <laughs> and she writes in just such a down to earth and approachable way. She says, literally, I just, I didn't understand the bigger picture. And so I just sat down, you know, crossed my legs on the floor, the mat of the, you know, Lifeway or whatever Christian bookstore that she was at, grabbed a huge stack of children's Bibles and books and started to be like, oh, maybe I can understand it from this perspective. And then so she wrote a study for women that explains the overall picture of the Bible um, in a really easy to digest and fun to follow, to be honest, way. And so I would definitely encourage it just as a starting point. It's just sort of nice before you dive into the specifics to understand the bigger picture and bigger story. So that's always a really good place to start. And then the next thing that I would suggest um, is I think it's the type of Bible that you would have is, is super important 
important to you. So I, the first time I read the Bible throughout, I used the NIV version, which I, I, I personally think was great. I really enjoyed it, but I want to say the NLT. Um, so the new, I want to say new living translation, perhaps is what it is, but definitely the NLT, um, it's a study Bible and to be able to have a study Bible, which I didn't, that wasn't even on my radar. The this existed until a couple of years ago was a game changer because they've got notes underneath that says, well, you know, you read the thing, maybe you have incredible reading comprehension, or maybe you're like me and want to know a little bit more of like, well, what does this mean? What else does it connect to in other places of God's word? Um, and so that, and then it kind of shares an overview before you get into whatever book of the Bible you're reading, you know, what time period, um, who are the main characters, what's important about them, just things like, it's almost like, Cliff notes, but not you like you're cheating, but you're really getting more than you cliff notes for Jesus. <laughs> right. Than you would have otherwise. Um, so I would, I mean, that has just come. I was like, you know, well, maybe I'll just read the notes sections when I'm in the Old Testament, right? Like the quote hard stuff. And I can kind of get it, right? I totally get it when I'm in the gospels and things like that. But even as you start to read the notes there, you're like, there is so much that I just would not have picked up on. Um, and so that has just really brought reading the Bible to life. And then the other thing with that is that there's um, a section in the back where you can look up different topics and then see, well, where in the Bible does it speak to this specific topic? Oh, I love that. It, right. So it's just such a nice tool to have and really makes it, I feel like, so much more easy to apply God's word when you're reading with this sort of a tool. Um, and then last but not least is just surrounding yourself with women, you know, godly women who know and love God's word. And maybe you can just say this, this is a specific challenge I'm walking through. Like, can you point me to maybe what to dig into or has this applied to you? And just having a few of those women um, that you're starting to build relationships with can be super valuable. That's awesome. I love that. And I can speak to that myself too. That's just uh, a really invaluable and helpful way to approach it in a, in an easy way is to have, to have buddies to go through it with. (laughs) because that's what we're built yeah we're built yeah not to do with ourselves yeah. exactly so switching gears a little bit i want to dive into prioritization because i know this is something that is well within your wheelhouse as well so what's your process for prioritizing like how do you discern what matters most and what is your strategy for prioritizing one thing over another because that's like that's a hot topic <laughs> I love this topic. And especially like when we talk about, I know we're both go-getters and we want to do all the things and do them really well and Uh do them all at the same time and get them all done soon. And it's hard, right? Like, where do we start? How do we prioritize? And so I love the, um, there's a business that's called She Works His Way. And Michelle Myers, the founder, simply says, God first, family second, work third. And our world and culture essentially operates the opposite. Maybe even God isn't in there. And so that just always stands out when I think about prioritization. I think that, is it super easy to do that? No, absolutely not. But that is the goal. That is, I think, what what is the most beautiful thing to work towards. So I kind of think of that as my ultimate. And then I think of the topic of big rocks. Um, So, you know, what's most important is you goal set. So I kind of think of it as like faith, family, fitness, finance, fellowship, um, things like that. I have done a whole uh, series on goal setting. We we talked about, I think, perhaps I've got a podcast, Fruitful Faith Women on Mission. So I dive into each of those. So you kind of think, well, what 
is most important to you, those big buckets, I would say at least have three, maybe no more than five to seven, because we can only have so many priorities. So I'd start by thinking, well, what are your big rocks? What's most important to you? And then starting to create a plan for them for the year. And then I like breaking that down into quarter. So I've just got a Word document where I pop in, you know, January, February, March. What are these things in the year do I want to accomplish in these first three months? And so on and so on. And then from there, I'll plug it into my calendar on either like a monthly or a daily basis. So calendar, I feel like the breaking it down and then popping it on the calendar. For me, that is the way that I go about it. Um, and then even putting it on the calendar, the thing I feel like I finally started to do different is like actually leaving physical space in between the things that you're scheduling. Uh, there's a topic of margin or white space and actually having that room on the calendar, I think is really, really helpful. So when I kind of think about the monthly pieces on the calendar too, sometimes, um, for me personally, I find it helpful to have regular check-ins. So there's um, an idea of sometimes you need to slow down to speed up. So something that's been revolutionary is putting a monthly reoccurring calendar invite for gratitude. Mm. So we'll go through, mm -hmm, what did I, last year, my big thing was writing three things every day that I was grateful for in a daily planner. And now this year is part of my um, kind of prayer, monthly prayer exercise. All right, well, what were my answered prayers for that month? What were my lessons learned for this Ooh. past month? Uh-huh. And then what, what was my gratitude? Like what, what good things did happen? happen and to be able to have a space where you really reflect and write that down it's just so energizing oh yeah. we talked about that on our last episode with the girl who i think it was one of your clients who you said she had kept a bulletin board that literally she put answered prayers on it to kind of be a visual reminder of god's faithfulness which was so cool it, yeah exactly so to do that and then to see it visually is just it's a game changer so whether that be um i think it's important to have both personal elements and then maybe professional elements so I'll have that monthly check-in for that personal stuff and the monthly check-in for business so whether you own a business too or maybe even whatever job you work writing i'll write down every month what i'm learning what the highlights the wins were for that month and then i'll take a look at whatever my strategy document is and am i still in alignment with that what else has to be scheduled for that month um, and then even maybe you want to pop it into your personal, but even thinking like, well, what are your faith-based goals? Um, so something in full transparency I'm still working on is memorizing scripture and doing a better job with that. So that would kind of be popped into there. So essentially it's like putting those big rocks into your calendar first, being open to something. If it's not a fit for you right now and saying, Hey, it doesn't align with my priorities this year. It doesn't mean I'm not going to ever do it, but maybe just right now isn't the best commitment, your best. Yes. And then the last thing I would add is that it's not all, you know, about doing. Um, so sometimes achievement is good, but it, it, there's so much more to life than what we're just doing. How we feel is so, so important too. And something to be aware of as well. Um, so that's why, yeah, that's what I would add for the topic of prioritization and what that looks like for me personally. It's a lot, but it's, I hope people were taking notes because that's important stuff. <laughs> That is just, it really changes things. And this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like what is most important to you? And then how do I practically live that out? So that's kind of a peek behind the curtain of personally what that looks like for me and how I do that. Mm -hmm. I think it's important too, like what you said, actually putting it on your calendar, whether it's a paper calendar, digital mm -hmm. calendar, your GCAL, whatever, and actually scheduling in even the white space, you know, like even giving yourself, okay, I'm going to have 15 minutes of downtime now, like... 
it's on the calendar. So the same way you schedule that and your meetings and your Zoom calls and everything else, it's like schedule time for your priorities and that like literally putting it right there in front of your face is like the perfect way to affirm that you do actually prioritize it too. Because if it's not on the calendar, but other things for your job that you're not even excited about are on your calendar, then what the heck does that say? So put it down there and make it happen. I love that. 100%. The idea too that, you know, pausing, taking a breath is productive. And it kind of goes back to just at the end, you know, yes, doing things feels good. But also if we're just so burnt out and angry and agitated, especially the ones we love, we're not going about it right. It needs to be yeah. that space. And that's okay. And just being open to listening to that and respecting that. And again, you know, the Lord built us with boundaries. We are human beings and we need space and we need breathers. Um, and there's purpose in that too. Human beings, not human doings. <laughs> I love that. Can you share with us your favorite prayer for inviting God into our prioritization for really, you know, just letting him lead the way and show us what deserves more time or intention in our daily life. If we are trying to make this a dialogue and not just us declaring what the priority, what the priorities are. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I'm a coach and what we coaches do is we ask powerful questions. So again, like you said, hopefully some ladies, if you really love this topic so much, perhaps are taking notes or jotting something down on your phone. So these are a few really big power pack questions. Um, some that kind of God has just laid on my heart and then others that different amazing mentors have proposed to that kind of just really get you in your tracks in the best way. So as I think about the different prayers for inviting God into prioritization, um, a real simple, a hard, but simple one is, how do you want me to love you today? So asking that to God, and then how do you want me to love others? So super simple, you know, again, great command, great commission, love God, love others, right there. There you go. Um, someone else had said it as, Lord, what do you want me to know and do today? Ooh, I like that. That's another way to think about it. And then some maybe gut check questions, if you will, that can be just healthy to ask ourselves um, occasionally is one, what do I crave more than God? Um, one of Ooh. the, mm-hmm, yeah, right. One of the commandments, we don't want to put idols or other things above God. So that's like a great question. Um, even the idea to like, Lord, what do you want me to surrender? You know, what we give up is just as important, if not more important than what we're adding in. And then last but not least um, is, am I going to the Lord for what I want from him or what he wants from me? Oh, another good one. All these are good zingers. Oh my God. I feel convicted. (laughs) Yes. So those are some amazing ones to kind of just put in your repertoire and maybe your weekly or monthly check-ins if that's something that you want to add to your, you know, the, the way you kind of live your life. I love that. Everyone should hit pause and then rewind and then hit play and write all of those down <laughs> because that was awesome. They're big. Yeah, they're really big, but total game changers. I love, it. I love it. So since you've been on Thrive before and already answered the question that I normally ask guests all the time in terms of what thriving means to you, we're going to skip that this week. And instead, if you would be willing, I would love to have us close this episode in prayer over our listeners, which we've never done before, (laughs) but hopefully this can be a way to really bless someone with confidence and clarity in living a, a bolder, more intentional, and a faithfully prioritized life. So if you would be willing, I would love to, to have us close out with that. 
Thank you so much. I would absolutely love to do that and just hope that this blesses someone and speaks directly to someone. So thank you yeah, so much for the opportunity. Let's do it. Father God, thank you so much for each of the precious women listening to this episode today, Lord. Um, you knew that they were going to listen to this on this day at this exact time with everything in their life happening right now, Lord. And so we just thank you for your divine nature and timing for today, Father. I just pray that you give this listener, you give her strength. You give her incredible strength that is so clearly yours. And you give her perspective to Father God and perspective to see things in the way that you see them and not with our human eyes. God, in Colossians, you tell us to set our minds on things that are above, not earthly things. And I just pray that, that this listener can set her mind on things that are above and are of you, Lord. Give her insight to how you see her. Give her an unshakable confidence that she is fearfully and wonderfully made. And let that be what gives her the persistence to keep going. You know, you tell us, Lord, in Hebrews to run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on you. And then in James, you say to let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and made complete, not lacking anything. So I just ask that you give these listeners strength, you give them perseverance, and you give them this just unshakable joy um, to be able to walk out whatever the purpose is that you've intended for them um, and to do it um, with just such an honor um, that they are daughters of Christ, Lord. Um, and I just ask that you encourage other people as they walk out their faith to know you, Lord, and then that we get to celebrate with more and more people in heaven because of this, Father God. You're so good. Thank you that we are chosen as your daughters, Lord. We lift all of these things up in your son's mighty and holy name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and with that, tell us where we can find you online and where people can connect with you further and hop on a clarity call. Yeah, definitely. So as Erica mentioned, a clarity call is a really fun way. If you just love this idea of Christian coaching and you want to partner um, to be able to live out your priorities. So we connect your clarity call 45 minutes complimentary to see if coaching is a fit for you and to get a little bit. So that's a really fun way to do that. So if you go to gracebasechristiancoaching.com forward slash book dash online, you can do that. And then a couple other fun ways to connect are one, um, part of our, our email family. One of the fun things is you get a gift of a mini workshop. So I know just like myself, y'all have a lot going on or very busy. So it's brief. It's 15 minutes, but it's called from overwhelmed on purpose. So if you Ooh. want to do like a little mini coaching session workshop, you can access that. And that's gracebasechristiancoaching.com forward slash mini workshop. And then there is a um, podcast that we have, Fruitful Faith Women on Mission podcast. I kicked off season one with a goal setting series. If you want to go deeper into some different big live topics, that's great. Right now, a breakthrough series. So like how, how to have your breakthrough. So getting through negative self-talk, um, how do you use your strengths to overcome obstacles, all of that sort of a thing. And then of course there's always Instagram. And so we can be friends over there on at Grace Space Christian Coaching uh, is my handle on Instagram. So I can't wait to hopefully meet some of y'all and connect with you and talk further about all of these amazing fun topics. Wait, before you go, if you like what you just listened to, drop us five stars on iTunes. Make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. And if you're on Instagram, snap a screenshot and share to your story with what episode you're tuning into and tag me at Erica Legenza with what part resonated with you the most. 
That way I can see what's helping you and your friends can pick up a helpful tidbit too. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.